Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, I am so pleased and honored to have a lifelong friend, Mr. Yako Zelstra, on the, uh, in the studio today to talk about Hard Motus and his new business. Yako, welcome to the program and welcome from Amsterdam. Thank you, Darrell. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you, uh, you so know, much for inviting me. You know, I, it's, it's, it's really an honor and a pleasure because we've known each other since 1996. And, yeah, a long uh, we, time. Yeah, we both worked. We were one of the pioneers at, uh, at Elsevier, part of uh, Roland Dietz's team. And, you know, in, in the spirit of our good friend, we just like to um, dedicate this program to Jeffrey Adams, who recently passed away. His, yep. It was our IT um, guru that we had there to help us to, to do a number of great things. So, um we just want to wish and, and and pay our condolences to 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 Warren Adams, his son, and his family. Definitely. So, so Yako, if you could, before mm-hmm. we jump into Heart Motos, I hope I said that correct. Motos, um, Motos tell yeah. the audience a little bit about yourself, your your background, education, experience, and then ultimately, how did you come to leave corporate life to, to start Heart Motos? Yeah, well. Um, so uh, I'm Dutch, right? I'm, uh, I'm from Amsterdam. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been uh, riding motorcycles since I was 18. But uh, I didn't always uh, have that as my profession. It was, it was, a, it was a hobby before it became my, uh, uh, the thing that I do during the day. So um, I started out as a, a, a business graduate. So I did business school. Uh, but then I, and I worked for a couple of years in finance. But then I I figured out that I really, this was the mid eighties. So I figured out that I didn't know enough about informatics. So I went back to school and I did an, an, an MBA, but in informatics specifically. So an informatics degree. Uh, and then I, when I was deciding what I wanted to do, I, I, I really realized that I wasn't really that interested in, um, you know, optimizing manufacturing processes or stuff like that. But I really wanted to go into information industry because that's where information and the way that digital works really could change people's lives or the way that people are working rather than just doing background stuff. So I joined Elsevier in 1990 and uh, that's where you and I met Darrell. Uh, and I worked on the development, really on the development and the, expo- and the uh, rollout of moving from all print to digital. And that's sort of the uh, red thread in my career. Uh, I did that for, I was at Elsevier for about 16 years. So we did a lot of stuff there. Also started a, a completely new service uh, called Scopus, which was a sort of a, a search engine for, so for scientists, if you want. Uh, and then uh, I, I went into education. So I, I did uh, uh, the same, well, not the same, it was very different, but uh, changing uh, from print to digital in the uh, education world. So uh, primary school and secondary school, very different because there it's really about, you know, introducing games as ways to learn and all that good stuff. Uh, science is much more uh, strict, obviously. So, um, so and uh, then I also worked in professional publishing at Walters Kluwer for a number of years. Uh, and uh, a couple of years ago, I actually went back. So that's sort of my last step was going back to science and I worked for Springer Nature as, as their uh, uh, basically leading their uh, uh, platform development group. So really 
looking at how can we really make this thing with uh, all the scientific work and open science, which is a big thing those last, well, maybe even 10 years, but certainly in this time, how can we move from a, from a publishing giant to an open science guy giant, right? So that was sort of the last challenge that I worked on. But then, uh, yeah, I would say over the last one or two years, I was figuring out, okay, if I ever want to do something with my passion, which is motorcycles, and I've been doing a lot of motorcycling uh, all over those years, if I want to do something with that and then with the specific, you know, knowledge, but also with the specific uh, uh, passion that I have, uh, I do it now or I don't do it anymore. So I did it. I just quit Springer Nature and started my new business. And this is uh, sort of yeah, end of last year. Obviously, no one could know that there would be COVID coming along. So, you know, in hindsight, <laughs> was it the best time? But hey, I, I just wanted to do it. So I did it. So this is exciting because I know uh, when we first met, you always had the coolest clothing that had something to do with motorcycles, right? And then we would see your pictures and mm -hmm. you've done something that uh, I would have loved to, to, to have done and as to ride a motorcycle. But for some reason, my wife just kept saying no. No, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, you know, when her friend Helen Baronas started to do motorcycles, I said, maybe mm -hmm. I can, uh, you know, ask Helen to, to nudge her along. Because it is such a cool culture of folks who are into uh, riding a motorcycle. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. as far as the groups and everything. Um, yeah. How did you come about naming your company Hard Motus? What, why hard motus? What does it mean? Something? Uh, well, it's it, it's it's obviously it's it's a fan it's it's kind of a fantasy name. But there was there was a, basically uh, the idea was that hard means different things in Dutch and in and in English. So in 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 Dutch it has the meaning uh, fast, so going fast. Je gaat hard, you're going fast. Yes. And in uh, in English it's also about it's dip, well. It has a, a notation of difficult, but it also has a lot of all other meanings. And there is this expression, riding hard, right? If you really right. push right. yourself when you're riding on, on a motorcycle, because if it was on a car, it would be called driving hard. But on a motorcycle, it's called riding hard. So, uh -huh. uh, so I thought that was a good theme because um, I am the kind of guy that always wants to push himself and, and going fast. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that's so that's right. what really was. It's about the heart. And then I, I mean, did the motos without the R because I just. It's cool. It's, it's cooler. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually cooler. You know, I mean, when I look at your career, Yako, I mean, seriously, you have always been a pioneer. And pioneer at Elsevier with uh, EES and, and, uh, and then, of course, you know, Science Direct and then, and then yeah. Scopus. Then you go to a completely different industry, which is very challenging, you know, K through 12. Right. And, and, and I think they're still trying to figure, it, figure that one out. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then you, you come back and uh, working at Springer Nature, and then you decide, hey, I'm going to do hard motives. So when you think about, in essence, who is your target audience for hard motives? Um, well, I think... There is, uh, obviously, there's millions of people who ride motorcycles. So I am a little bit in, an, in a more of a niche market, which is more the, mar the people who, are, who like uh, uh, what I call motorcycles with a personality. So they're either custom motorcycles that they've customized themselves or have customized, 
they're uh, what we call cafe racers, which <coughs> are, um, bless you, uh, which are the uh, um, what they started in the UK in the 60s. They had these guys who took standard motorcycles and just took everything off that you didn't really need and then used them to go really fast on the street. Very dangerous, but that was also very much fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then there's, uh, you know, certain brands that are just, that have that, that, that also that charisma or that personality like Ducati that I like very much. Yes. So yes. it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's a subgroup of, uh, motorcycle riders. It's more the ones that are also a bit into the lifestyle, a bit into the, indeed the clothing, like you mentioned before, right. That want to have also express the, the fact they like to be on a motorcycle in the way they dress. Right, and that's right. what I'm producing now. I mean, so when you think about your target audience, your target audience actually starts at the person who is of age to begin to have the uh, the legal right to, to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Really up to, um, you know, the guy who's on his Harley chilling and, uh, you know, cruising cruising down the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, yeah I think uh, there's not, not a specific age group right. that, I, that I target. Uh, Although the people who really like to go fast, that, that, that thins out a bit at, at, uh, at a later age, at my age maybe, but I still like it. So, <laughs> what, what it, you know, the, 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 the thing that I love about what you're doing is that there's so many different groups that you can cater to mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you could have their particular uh, logo you know, powered by hard motes, you know, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about um, in my fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, they have mm-hmm. motorcycle clubs and okay. there's four major black fraternities in the U.S. They mm-hmm. all have motorcycle clubs. That's then cool. you, then you, you just got all these different clubs that, you know, and guess what? They need gear. I'm sure they do. They, they, they need gear. So I'm looking forward to making those introductions for you. Sounds and good. so as, as, as you're looking to build this business, of course, unfortunately, mm-hmm. COVID-19 hit us all. And, yeah. um, and, and so you, you, you have your website. What is your website's uh, name? So it's called heartmotos.com, but it's heart-motos.com. Right. Um, so it's heart, H-A-R-D dash motos m-o-t-o-s.com excellent excellent and so what type of goods and and, and clothing and uh, are you selling on your, your your website currently yeah so we're selling both stuff that you actually use on the motorcycle like racing gloves or and uh, uh i yeah we have very nice racing gloves but we also have uh summer gloves the ones that have the perforated leather they're all you know so they're still safe but you're not don't get your hands as warm in the in the summer when you're on the summer rides uh we have bandanas right for around your neck so that's protect your neck um so stuff for on the motorcycle then stuff that you can use both on and off like uh, sunglasses uh i have some tools multi-tools that you actually you know can stick in your pocket when you when you go out so if there's anything that breaks down you can use it now, when we start to fly again, that's a tool that we have to pack away, right? Because I, I was yeah, looking yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't take that uh, in, in your, in your carry-on. No, definitely I, not. I, I had, before we had this lockdown, mm-hmm. I, I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a, a much smaller version of that. Mm-hmm. And it has traveled with me around the world. 
I'm in some little town in the U.S. somewhere. Where was I? I was somewhere. And they, 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 they took it. I was like, man, yeah. this thing has been traveling with me. So, so that, that tool that I saw, that utility tool, it's, a, it's an all-in-one. It looks very all durable, yeah. very strong. Yeah. 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 You just want to make sure that 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 that, that you. Yeah, there is a, there is a small ni- a knife on it, so you can't take it on the plane. Definitely not. <laughs> well, not in your carry-on. Anyway. Yeah, uh, and but then we also do clothing, which has you know has images of motorcycles on it, motorcycles that I like. Uh, actually, I have a new series that I just did where I had uh, a guy in in Thailand that I met in Thailand when I was there uh, uh, in December. I had him, he makes really nice detailed drawings of, of, of well, motorcycles mostly, but cars, but I had him make a series of those and I have those put on t-shirts. Those are very nice. I also sometimes uh, do uh, uh, what we call a clin, a clin d'oeil. So uh, a uh, what do you call that? Uh, it's a, uh, you know, a wink, a wink, I guess, a wink to uh, Amsterdam because that's where I'm from. That's right. Mentioned. That's right. Uh-huh. So that, and it has the, the, um, the coat of arms of Amsterdam is three red crosses. Oh, nice! Okay. So I put those on on uh, on the sleeves of my hoodies. I put three red crosses, nice. but they're they're actually the keys. So they're they're not they're the, the wrenches, I should say. You know what? So I I, cross I, I, saw, I I saw that. I'm happy you brought that up because I said I gotta ask him what is the significance of that. So it's the coat of arms of Amsterdam that I made into because now it's it's uh, uh, crosses the 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 cross wrenches that are my. Uh-huh. Uh, my symbol for my business is the wrenches. So, because you know, that's it's all it's all about hard motors. It's all about custom motorcycles, and so you have to use the wrenches yourself, right? That's you right. That's it, right. Down that's right. It. That's right. Yeah. And 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 what type of motorcycles do you personally own? Um, so this is where it gets a bit awkward because I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have um, uh three Ducatis. <laughs> okay. I have two that are uh, 90, 90 super bikes. So they're uh, 748s and those are, I just really love the design. So that's why I have two of those and th- those I take them to the track. So I go to track days and, 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 and try to really go as fast as I can, but I don't go as fast as the crotch rockets. You know, the guys on the Japanese motorcycles, they do 300 kilometers per hour. I don't do that. I stop okay. at about 200, 220. Wow. I have to say that also because my wife will listen to this. Interview. That's right. <laughs> I really do. It's an old motorcycle, so it won't go faster than that. Uh, and then I have a, a cafe racers, right? I have one Ducati cafe racer and one Harley Davidson cafe racer. That well, actually, so it is a Harley Davidson. Those are usually the laid back stuff, yes. right? Yeah, but I right. converted it into a cafe racer to so oh, wow. actually go make it go fast. So you personally converted it from? Well, I I had I had. I have to be honest, I had professionals do most of the work because I'm not that much of a mechanic. Right. If I really right. was a mechanic, that's what I probably would do all day, but I'm not that mechanically adept. But I, I you know, I do the little stuff, but the really big stuff, I let professionals do that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with my very dear long-term good friend, Mr. Yako Zelstra, who is the founder and owner of Hard Motor. So if you need any gear regarding motorcycles uh please go to hard dash motos m-o-t-o-s dot com and order and yako will take good good care of you so what what is your vision to um to grow your business what 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 would you like for it to be are you looking to also expand into selling motorcycles giving lessons um 
Uh, honestly, uh, I think this, the, 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 the area that I'm in now, which is, um, so motorcycle related stuff, uh, can, uh, both for on the motorcycle, but then also clothing related to it. I think that's, that's sort of the area that I want to stick at, but I, what I really want to do, uh, because this is a global community, it's not relate. it's not limited to the Netherlands or to Europe or Precisely, uh, you know, precisely. Yeah. There's cafe racer lovers, there's uh, custom motorcycle lovers all over the world. And so what I really want to do is really join or, or try to join those communities and, and get known in those communities uh, and then expand that way, really. So really make it more of a, a almost of a, a global business. Uh, it's all virtual, right? Although I was planning to go to a lot of events in Europe this summer, those don't happen. So I'm really now focusing my effort on Instagram and on, on Facebook and, you know, trying to get, uh, get the word out. But so yeah, still this, this, this community, I mean, one of the aspects of your information career, which mm. can be directly applied, um, is that you've always connected people and information. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the motorcycle landscape globally, it's a very special community People are very serious about it because riding a motorcycle, let's face it, you can't be lackadaisical riding a motorcycle. You got to be serious. You got to be focused. Um, have you had thoughts about creating a community site uh, in addition uh, to, to latch on to Heart Motors where you're connecting um, people, places, and things within the motorcycle world? Uh, yeah, well, what I, what I try to do in, in, in any case is to make the Heart Motors site uh, really more of a, already have that aspect sort of baked in. So uh, it's not really just a web shop. There right. is a web shop, but it's also around, uh, you know, for now it's mostly stuff that I've done myself, like videos of, of, of events or of, uh, of, right. of races that I've been to and stuff right. like that. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking to expand that to not just have my own stuff on there, but also then have that become more of that community site but really integrate it, not make it a separate thing, but really have the, sort of the two thoughts in, you, into one. Uh, that's site. very smart to do. As a lesson I learned uh, when I launched AIP's uh, Unify site when I was at Colexis, we launched a separate site, mm-hmm. which was not smart, but um, I digress. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so no now, now what about um, the ability for folks who are new to motorcycles? Will you be offering... Uh, chat rooms where people can can communicate and collaborate with each other to talk about, hey, I'm thinking about getting started in, in, in motorcycle. What would be my first, what should be my starter bike, so to speak? Yeah, um, honestly, I haven't thought it through that much yet because, again, my, my uh, target audience is, is fairly uh, specific already. These are people right. that already know that they like older bikes and that right, they like right, uh, right you know, specific, that they like the, the either, you know, cafe racers or trial bikes or whatever. So it's not really targeted towards the early starters, but yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, you have to also, you have to make sure that you don't duplicate what's already there, right? It's, there's a lot of traffic already on, 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 on Instagram, on, 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 on Facebook that are, that have communities that do that. So maybe I'll, what I'll do is more get involved there and mm. then try to be a voice there than to really separate, try to separate it out. Yeah. Or partner with them, right, or right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so what if some someone who's looking to leave corporate America, 
mm. and, and start their own business. What have been some of the early lessons that you have learned? Um, well, I would say, uh, well, first of all, use the, uh, uh, the Nike, uh, Nike uh, slogan, right? Just do it because if you don't, you'll, you'll regret it. <laughs> uh, but obviously you've also got to be realistic and, that, uh, and that's certainly uh, true in this time. It's, it's going to start slow. Don't expect it to be an overnight uh, million dollar business. That's not going to happen. So you also have to make sure that you have enough room to breathe until you really hit that success. And then I would say, well, certainly for, uh, let's say, web shop or internet-based um, internet businesses, uh, really using, using the internet is crucial, right? So you use the, the Twitters, the uh, the Instagrams, the, the the Facebooks, as as a means to really get to your audience, and and I think, although and even there it's going to be slow, but I really think that's that's the one for an information based business. That's the way to success at this in this day and age. Yeah. What is the one thing that you learn that you would do differently? Because I know you just launched, so you're you're at the mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Because I hear this all the time. I, I get this question from a lot of college students who, you know, they want to leave college, they, they, they want to start their, you their know, own business, their own business. Uh, well, I think the thing I mentioned about having enough breathing room is, is, is important because you, you don't, you don't want to have to shut down after a couple of months just because, you know, you run out of cash. Right. So I, I do believe that's, that's, that's certainly important. Um, right. And the other thing is uh, really know your audience. Right. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been doing it for a long time, so I, I think I know them. I'm still not sure, so I'm still finding out. I'm still doing all these, you know, being on the net, looking at what, what's happening, trying to make sure that I understand the trends there. Right. Uh, and, then, uh, and, then the, and then you need the passion, of course. But yes. I guess yes. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't teach. You can't teach that. It's something right. that has to come from within. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, interesting enough, you're, you're bringing some worlds together um, with motorcycles and art. Now, I have um, a, a nephew who's a famous artist and I have my brother-in-law who's who's really, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, is just as good, but not famous because he's always behind the scenes teaching. Um, the art, are, are you... Are you developing deeper relationships with these artists with the t-shirts? Because t-shirt mm -hmm. clothing and art, it's very expressive and it's very huge. Mm -hmm. are, are you looking for that to be a, a main uh, revenue driver for you? And are you looking to actually, if people go, hey, I love that art. I like to contact the artist to, 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 to either get an original or get a replica. Any thoughts around there? Uh, yeah, no, so definitely I, I, I do like to work with, uh, with, with artists. So I, you know, like I mentioned, I had this guy Rusty from, <clears throat> sorry, Rusty from Bangkok that I started to work with and I really like to, you know, spar with him and get ideas and, and make sure that, you know, those get translated and then indeed at the end of the day, put them on a t-shirt or, or on right. some, something else. And so, yeah, I do refer back to him and I make sure that he gets, uh, uh, also gets the attention for his original uh, artwork. I also worked with a, with a local artist here in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, so I, I do like to uh, yeah, mix those worlds up a bit and, and, and make sure that uh, what I bring out also, you know, breathes that air of, uh, 
yeah, creativity, yeah. Well, one thing I'll be sure to do, I'll introduce you to my nephew, Kadir Nelson, and then my other nephew, Bernard Chang. Um, he was my nephew's college roommate back in Pratt, and he calls me Uncle, Uncle, Uncle D. Uh, okay. But he does this artwork. I mean, he's been doing artwork for Marvel for years, the superhero characters wow. and all okay. that. So. But because uh, you just never know. You, you just, just yeah. never know. I may not be able to afford him. I'm a startup, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but it's always partnerships, right? It's always partnerships, yeah, 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 you know? Because yeah, um, at Comic-Con, he always has his, Bernard always has his own booth, you know? And puts, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's big. But, yeah. but, but, he, but he's, he's, he's a nice, humble young man. And uh, I've known him since, um, since his teen years, if you will. So cool. good guy. So yeah. what, what do you see in, in the next six months? What, what, what are the key three things that you want to achieve with Hard Motus? over the next three months? The next three months? I'm sorry, uh, the next six months. I'm sorry, six, the three things. Six, next three, six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, obviously getting, uh, really getting uh, uh, known, right? That's the main thing. You, you gotta get the traffic up and then and, and, and people know you and, and start to notice you. Uh, that's really, uh, the first major goal is just to get traffic to the site. Yep, yep. Try, so also trying to make sure that I uh, keep uploading uh, new stuff. And that's also a little bit hard because you can't go out and make new stuff, right? So right, anyway, right, right. <laughs> in terms of videos and, and things right. like that. That's right. uh, then, uh, yeah, obviously uh, getting, getting it off the ground a bit commercially is, is another important one. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, and then really, uh, and that's maybe a little bit more on, on, on the personal side, I also want to really get out there more. Yes. I was planning to already do, but get out there more. Uh, just not just do things with my booth, but also do track days and things like that, just to get really immersed. Now that I don't have the uh, corporate shackles, if you want anymore, really get That's immersed right. in that whole culture, even right. more than I already was. It was a weekend thing. Now it's a, you know, it's, it's a daily thing, thing now. I, I want to really also take advantage of the fact that I can do that now. What is, you know, this, I, 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 of course, I am new to motorcycles. Um, anything I've learned about motorcycles, I've learned from you and our okay. conversations at dinner and whatnot. But what is like the number of like one or two magazines that cover uh, motorcycles? Uh, yeah, it's, it, that is still a fairly local thing, right? Because language, first of all. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So one that I follow personally myself, because it really targets the same audience and the same uh, yeah like i said uh, a niche uh, that i do is is cafe racer right okay. it's a french magazine actually and uh, uh -huh. every year they also have a festival in this in in france that i go to every year and they uh, you know you meet loads and loads of people there so that's one um uh, yeah but then uh, other than that they're they're really they're they're really local local magazines still very much a, a, let's say print a print business <laughs> So another one that has an opportunity to move to uh, digital, but maybe I'll get into that. Nice, 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 nice. Well, believe it or not, we are running out of time, but we got a little time left. And Yako, you have always been uh, a phenomenal friend, phenomenal colleague, always very, very cool. Always very cool. <laughs> um, we've been in some intense meetings, you know, you know, as a group discussing, how, but you're always cool. What is your leadership style? How would you, I know how I would describe it. Uh, how would you describe it? Uh, my leadership style? Hmm. 
Yeah, that's always one that's hard to describe yourself, right? Um, so <laughs> uh, I would say, um, how, how should I say this in English? Um, because it's difficult, that's one where, you know, the English words start to right escape you a little bit well, give, give it to I, us I in dutch say, give it to us in nah, dutch first that's, that's yeah <laughs> um i'm sure that's not a lot of people in your audience that would that would get that no so i i think the the style is um you know i try to let everyone do their own thing but up to a point right i i want to make sure that they understand the direction that the company or my part of the company is going i really make sure that they communicate that understand that they understand that that they also inter internalize that but then really let them run their own piece of the business or a piece of the responsibilities and only get only step in when it really goes wrong and then i'm i would say fairly firm <laughs> <laughs> but but then but that really only happens when when things go wrong so to speak because i think what i'm really uh yeah, what I really believe in is making sure the conditions are there for them to succeed, which is understanding and then giving them the means to succeed. So Exactly, exactly. And um, what is the, f the last word you'd like to leave, uh, leave with our, 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 our listening audience about hard motors? Well, obviously, uh, like I said, I'm a startup, so I, 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 need, I need to get uh, your business. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I'll, I'll be very selfish and just repeat the uh, URL once more for HeartMotos. So please go and uh, check it out. It's HeartMotos.com. H-A-R-D-M-O-T-O-S.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Darrell, for having uh, me on the show. Yako, it's always a pleasure. Um, you know, you've been a lifelong friend and I'm looking Definitely. forward to We're... watching you to flourish. You know, whatever we can do here at Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on Seton Hall University Radio. Um, and we're going to have you back on the program to get an update and uh, talk, about, talk about the great things that are going on. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to thank our guest, Mr. Yako Zelstra, who is the founder and owner of Heart Motos. Uh, please go to the website, H-A-R-D-M-O-T-O-S dot com to get your best uh motorcycle gear if you will you and so that wraps it up on this week with leadership with Darrell w gunter on wsou 89.5 fm streaming on the net at wsou.net have a great weekend but remember a leadership begins with you wsou 89.5 fm <laughs>